On this episode of The Popcorn Diet, we break down the Golden Globe nominations, talk the Oscar calendar, and adjust our predictions. Get your popcorn ready. Welcome all you good movie buddies to The Popcorn Diet, a podcast for those who live on a steady diet of movie, theater, popcorn, and other movie snacks. As always, my name is Rick Williamson, your very best good movie buddy, and joining us as usual is our other good movie buddy, the Canadian machine, Mr. David Malhorn. David, how you doing today? Feeling golden. Feeling golden. It's been, I know that every, every time we miss an episode, I feel the need to apologize. There's been a lot of stuff going on in the personal life. There's been, in my personal life, there's been a lot of stuff going on for you professionally. Good things, not bad things. Just being busy. So I do want to apologize to everybody again for missing last week's episode. But we're back and we're here to talk about, like, I'm, I'm still not sure, David, if this is our most favorite thing to talk about or if it's our least favorite thing to talk about. But it's our Oscar predictions. We like to talk about it. We do. I just don't know whether we like it. I don't. I'm the the discourse is becoming very real. Let's put it that way, because the Golden Globes are here. The contenders are starting to come into focus more and more. We're getting Guild nominations. We're getting an idea of what Hollywood is liking. And we're getting critics, you know, critics boards, L.A. film critics, New York film critics, Toronto film critics. They all put out their best of lists. National Board of Review put out their best of list. And so that's all coming into play in regards to, you know, predicting uh, these awards. And so what I want to do first, before we kind of really get into it, I, 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 you know, maybe we just skip it. Maybe I skip my, my rant on a soapbox. I just I, I always feel the need, David, to just remind people mm-hmm. before we get into any of this mm-hmm. that whoever is nominated or not nominated, it doesn't invalidate what you love as a movie. It, it, it's hard and it's hard because when something is nominated, you feel validated, right? But for example, the Golden Globe nominations came out and people were like, you know, oh, it's a bunch of white men again and and listen i get it i get it i understand but at the same time like it's a murderer's row of talent like it is some of the best actors and actresses and directors of all time and there's a little bit you know of of what's what i'm looking for diversity inclusion mixed in but not nearly as much as other years there's no black clansman there's no black panther to lead the way there's nothing that is inclusive that made such a cultural impact and so that's just that's the one thing that i i try to implore on everybody is to remember that these awards don't really matter they, they do matter, obviously. Everybody can't stop talking about them. But I don't know, man. I, I, how do you feel about that? Are you, do, you, do, you, do you get – are you in with the arguing? Because people are arguing about it. Like Todd Phillips got nominated for Best Director for The Joker and people on film, Twitter, TM 
are like Todd Phillips is garbage, the Joker and the Joker movie is garbage. When like categorically, the Joker made a billion or just Joker made a billion dollars worldwide. It got great reviews. It has an amazing performance. It's extremely well made, but every that's the easy one, you know, to listen, shit on. Listen, you can't make a lot of money and win awards, Rick. We know this. I disagree. It's it's not allowed. Titanic? No, we don't want popular movies. Lord of movies. the Rings? We don't want popular movies. Avatar? They all need to come from A24 and <laughs> 12 like, and 13 people need to see it. Annapurna. No, now, but now it's Netflix, you know, which sure. is funny. And so, but that's not, those aren't real movies, Rick. They don't come out in, well, in theaters. You're bringing up a whole different other part of the conversation, which is beyond just the viewers. It's the Academy and the awards bodies inability inability to recognize something as monumental as, say, Avengers Endgame, the biggest movie of all time that had amazing reviews that emotionally resonated with billions of people across the world. Nothing. You can't put a, a superhero movie does not belong amongst Black the Panther. elitists. Black Panther. No, that was that was that doesn't. Count. I should also say on your behalf, I should I should say that. You did. You did blow out your vocal cords earlier today. I did. I uh, I coach high school basketball, <laughs> and, and you won. And we won. And we're recording this literally like within a couple hours of my game. Hey, so as long if, as you're winning. If I if I sound funny, that's that we, would be. We it. we've we bumped up the audio a little bit. We we got some feedback that number one we we, we needed to be a little bit louder and naturally that the day I want you do need that, to be louder. I don't need it's it's hard to describe. I don't need to be louder, but like on the recording, maybe we shouldn't talk behind the scenes on the podcast. On the I'm, I'm with you. I'm on with the you. recording, it's not as loud. Like if you listen to other podcasts, you don't have to crank the volume up all the way. But if you listen to us, sometimes you got to crank the volume up all the way. I don't know. I'm just saying. We're trying some new Turn stuff. Turn it loud. We're, we're going loud. We're going, we're cranking it up to 11. And uh, I apologize for Super Day's voice over here. Well, in regards to your original question, Yes, the discourse. We we approach this season very differently, you and I. We do. You go on Twitter, and you fall into the trap of all the Twitter trolls. I've gotten and, I've and gotten you, better at get, not engaging, you get, though. You get emotionally invested <laughs> in the responses that come from these wars. I get upset. People are so irrational. Have you seen what people say on Twitter? And you expect productive conversation to happen. I here. know, I know. It's really my. I, fault. on the other hand, prefer to stay away from all of it. I do occasionally go down a rabbit hole. Yes. But I try to keep it all in perspective and know that as much as like there's trends every year, and we always try to figure out the code as right. we go into our Oscar predictions right. of what it all means and and how it's all going to play out. That being said, Golden Globes really don't mean anything to the Oscars. Very, very little. The Golden as, Globes as you are call the, it. The Golden Globes are the drunk uncle of the drunk uncle. season. <laughs> sure, SAG may be a decent indicator of the acting categories, but sure. it's not always on par with it. So, right. I mean, at the end of the day, I think we all get emotionally invested in the films that we really love, and we like to see them validated and, and get that recognition but you know what there's a lot of movies that i love and i watch over and over again they didn't get any awards right it's 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 tough we're, we're listening to a, a podcast recapping 
Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore and didn't win zero awards. I'm going to say that that didn't get many nominations. So, <laughs> but it doesn't change that I love it. It's so true. it's a fair for point. me. It's it's not a big deal. I mean, I I would say the only thing that sometimes gets me a little annoyed is when we continue to have lack of representation from certain categories sure. and things like that. Not only people of color, but genres of color, for lack of a genres better word. of color. You know, whatever the case may be, gender, all that kind of stuff. To me, at the end of the day, the movies that deserve it should be nominated. We shouldn't be trying to check certain boxes of certain sure. things. That being said, we also shouldn't shy away from certain movies because they're not the traditional movie that gets nominated right. or the traditional performance or, you know, whatever. Just because a movie is divisive does not mean it shouldn't be nominated. Right. Or just because a movie. Uh, yeah, it's. It is a. It will be a long continuing conversation every time this season comes around. But let's talk about this season. Let's talk about where we are at, okay? Um, and the first thing I want to do is I want to go over the Golden Globes. I want to go over the Golden Globe nominations. Get your thoughts on them. You had mentioned something, David, about the nominations this year, which I thought was really funny. You said that they actually fell in line. Oh, uh, I, yeah. I mean. Last year it was all bonkers. Drunk Uncle was added again. Oh God! Yeah, but, let's pull it up. We had so last year we had Bohemian Rhapsody. What would you call Bohemian Rhapsody? A musical. Do you think there's a lot of songs if, in if, that? If I had to pick, is it a drama or is it a musical comedy? Musical every time. Musical and or comedy. Musical. Musical. Yes. Yes. Uh, what would you call? A Star Is Born. Is there any music in that movie? Lots. Of I music. can't remember. Lots of singing. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of a it's musical. A musical. It's a musical drama, but it's a musical. Um, what about Green Book? I guess like a drama D. Okay. Like it's a drama. It's clearly a racial drama that has funny Black parts. Klansman probably falls into that same category. Yeah. It's a, it's a dramedy. There's a lot of comedy in that. That one's more drama than comedy, sure. and Green Book is a little bit more even, I guess. Yeah. But but they were all over the place. And, and it's like they picked 10 movies that they wanted to nominate, and then they just figured out. Just made it work. Made it work and put five and five. But this year, I feel like we're really right where we need to be yes. as far as things meeting them. Maybe we don't agree with every single nomination. Right. Maybe we do. But everything that's in the drama category, 1917, The Irishman, Joker, Marriage Story, The Two Popes, all very much dramas. dramas. And you know what? I, I forget. I forget that Joker is in fact a comic book movie. It's a it's a comic book movie dressed as a as a serious movie, but it's a comic book movie. I mean movie. it's Joaquin Phoenix does. So I a can't comic book movie. I can't be too angry that like Avengers Endgame isn't getting nominated because at least Joker's getting some it's recognition true. here. But at the same time, I mean what it's the same whatever I won't get into it it's basically the same thing as like Harry Potter not giving me and, and our musical and comedy is all musicals or comedies musical we have comedies. Dolomite is my name Jojo Rabbit Knives Out is the only one that's kind of borderline we talked about that but right. it's very much funny I mean we laughed during that movie yes um, same thing with Once Upon a Once Time Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. in Hollywood as well and Rocket Man oh look Rocket Man oh in a, a musical com in musical or comedy I wonder why Bohemian Rhapsody I don't know I guess I, that's why Bohemian Rhapsody could be nominated. For I like in that. I like all of these nominations. I'm a little shocked at the love the two popes is getting. I'm a little shocked at the lack of little women here. Uh, Speaking of little women, yes. Do you think 
the Golden Globes. What's the what's the entity that does the Golden Globes? The Hollywood Foreign Press. The Hollywood Foreign Press. It's literally like sixty drunk foreign assholes do you, who want to throw a party with celebrities. Do you think the Hollywood Foreign Press forgot that Meryl Streep acted this year? Well, she's not on the list. That, well, that's what I'm saying. She's almost always on Doesn't the list. Doesn't she just get like a token yeah, nomination she shows regardless? Yeah, like Ricky in the Flash and boom, nominated. I don't think she got nominated for that. But she they, was in two movies this year too. Little Women it. and what was the other one? The Laundromat. The Laundromat. Right. A Steven Soderbergh movie Steven of all Steven Soderbergh. So, so I am happy with these nominations. I am a little, I'm a little intrigued by the fact that there's not a, not a lot of little women love here, but pretty much everything is falling. Well, the other line. thing that's always interesting is, and it feels like something that's been more recent, but maybe it's been going on for a long time. Sure. We always have the game of what category are they going to put an actor or an actress in? Right. Are they going to put them in the lead or are they going to put them in the supporting? Yes. And we had some questions going in we with did. certain people. Uh, I think the first one that comes to mind would be, uh, Christian Bale. Ford v. Ferrari. You got a two-hander, two leads. Who's a lead? Who's supporting? Yeah. Is it Damon? Is it Bale? Right. Everything in the trailers. And you you saw the movie. I still haven't gotten to see it. Who would you say is the lead in that? It's tough uh, because Matt Damon is clearly like the lead the driving character. force. Yeah. Um, but Christian Bale is more of the emotional center sure. of the film. He's the flashier role. Exactly. As we want to call so it. So it is a genuine uh, dual lead role. Sure. But but Christian Bale is definitely probably the more Oscar friendly of the two, or the more awards friendly of the two, and he got the lead. Another one that another one that I would say kind of falls into that category, and we were talking about it before we started would be J Lo and Hustlers. Yep. And we not, you came not, up with a very not not, not for laziness of just going to the other stripper movie we've had. It works. But she's kind of in the McConaughey Magic Mike role, and Constance Wu is in more of the. Uh, Channing, Tatum. Channing Tatum. Constance Wu is the lead of that movie. It is about her and about mm-hmm. her experience. But J-Lo is the big driving force. She's the flashy role, just like McConaughey was a little bit more flashy, exactly. I would call it, in Magic Mike. Exactly. She gets to be a little bit bigger, a little bit louder. She gets to be... You know, a lot of times these big actors, they really thrive in the supporting roles. I mean, you look at somebody like Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell thrives in supporting roles. Mm-hmm. Um, so because it gives them the freedom to do a little bit more. So, I so think, yeah, I think the other one that I was interested to see was how many acting nominations. Well, there's two movie, two movies I was very interested in because they were kind of ensembles to some point. OK, which was Little Women, which we already talked about. Yep. Did we get anything for Little Women? We like, did we not got one. Not maybe? a ton. We got um, I know we got we got uh, lead actress, lead actress, Sir Ronan got nominated and it got nominated for best score, but other than that, nothing else. Yeah, and on the acting side, the one that I was interested in was The Irishman. How many of, mm-hmm. you know, Pacino, Pesci, De Niro mm-hmm. would get nominated? And no our Pacino. answer was no, 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 De Niro. No De Niro. Excuse yes. me. Thank you. Pacino and Pesci both got in the supporting mm-hmm. actor uh, was pretty much locked up, which. I think you, not to get to our picks early, and we won't spoil it necessarily, but right. that's one you're feeling like it's pretty much locked in I already. feel like that's really close to being locked in. Supporting actor is not divided by genre in Golden Globes, and they nominated Tom Hanks, Anthony Hopkins, Pacino, Pesci, and Brad Pitt. I 
I do think there's an opportunity for somebody to sneak in, maybe like a Sterling K. Brown, maybe a Willem Dafoe, but that is a crazy amount. That is a crazy amount of talent. I think the only scenario I see maybe is a split the vote type of thing with the Irishman. Sure. Um, Also, if De Niro does get lead, does one trail off? It's tough to get three acting get nominations right. from the same movie. Right. So that that would be my, that would be one probably the most it's vulnerable there. Something to keep an eye on. Two um, Popes has been out for a little while, right? I don't. Two Popes has gone gone through the circuit. I think it's a Netflix movie. Is it? I think so. I don't know. This is a, it shows how much research I'm actually. I mean, doing. if we did some research beforehand. I mean, maybe, yeah, it would better. help, uh, but. I th- I don't think it's out yet. Let me uh, two popes, and again, like what's funny is that those guys, uh, so so it's not yeah. So it's so not, they basically did what they did with the Irishman. Where it's coming out on the December twentieth. It's been until you went to Telluride. It did a limited run in the theaters, and it'll be on Netflix December twentieth. So yeah, yeah, it's so not they basically basically out did yet. what. They did with the Irishman, where they did a little bit of limited run, so they could check the box of this is a movie that can be nominated. Yep. Because isn't that still one of the requirements it for is. Oscars? Ha- I don't know why people get mad at Netflix about it, because for the longest time, like movies released, oh, coming out in L.A. and New York, December seventh, nationwide, January twentieth, like that's happened all the time. American Sniper did that. Yeah, like there's that's always happened. There's always been limited runs. Well, and you I also get some of those smaller movies that end up getting nominations that like were in like one theater in your city, right? And were in there for like four weeks, right? And if you didn't know they were there, then you probably didn't get to see them. And either. if you wasn't very and accessible, if and if you're in Middle America, if you're in a, a town that is not, uh, I don't know what the word is, doesn't have a ton of theaters. Odds are you might not even get a chance to see it. Some of those limited release movies, David, we get a chance to see them. There's one theater within driving distance for us. So I get it. But at the same time, it's like that's why streaming is so great. It really does open up the ability for more people to see these movies. Um, Anything else you saw in Golden Globes? So I was interested in a couple of things. Number one, Bombshell got a couple of acting nominations. I was interested that Margot Robbie got nominated for Bombshell instead of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood um, because the the reactions to that movie has been a little mixed. I was also surprised to see, number one, shout out Beanie Feldstein for Booksmart. Getting a nomination for that is, is fantastic. But really, Hollywood Foreign Press, we're really going to nominate Kate Blanchett for Where'd You Go, Bernadette, a movie that seemingly... <laughs> Where to go? Was gonna exist. Where did you go? Where did you go, Bernadette? Did that movie even come out? That movie came and went. Academy Award winner Richard Linklater. All this cast, all this whatever, and then <laughs> fairy dust. Fugazi, Fugazi, it's gone. So the fact that Kate Blanchett's getting a nomination there over, I don't know, over, uh, let's say, that's a musical or comedy, over like an Aquafina. Did she get nominated? She's in farewell. She's in there. Okay, she's she made it. Um, I, I don't know, man. It's just it's like re, like that's your that's the Hollywood Foreign Press. Like you're reaching at straws. Emma Thompson for Late Night. I get like because maybe uh, Scarjo for Jojo Rabbit. 
Maybe, but even then she's supporting, and that's a oh, strong yeah, that's field. More. So I don't know. It's just it's like really, really Hollywood foreign press. But yeah, the Golden Globes are the drunk uncle of the awards season. And for the most part, they've stayed in line, but there are a couple. Of, shout out to Eddie Murphy for the nomination for Dolomite Is My Name. If Eddie Murphy manages to sneak into the actor race, awesome. I don't think it'll happen. But Eddie Murphy's phenomenal in Dolomite Is My Name. That's on Netflix right now. You should you should watch it. Sure. Everybody should watch it. Um, before we get to our nominations, David, I do want to cover some of the guilds, kind of let everyone know, because each one of the branches of the Academy is the different categories, right? They have the director's branch. They have the acting branch. They have the sound branch. They have the visual effects branch, the cinematography branch, production design branch, costumers, hair and makeup. They all have their own branches. And those branches are the ones that pick who will be nominated in that field. And then everybody votes for the final winner, right? So visual effects artists, when we get three or five nominees for best visual effects, those nominees are only picked by the branch members. So you can usually get a good idea of where people are trending by looking at the Guild nominations. Now, before we hit the Guild, I did want to touch on the National Board of Review. The National Board of Review always lists, lists its top 10. And for the most part, it, it it's it's I don't I want to say it's 50 50 some of the time um last year it did pretty it well like last one, year one two three four I think were nominated um this year National Board of Review named its top 10 films The Irishman 1917 Dolomite is my name Ford v Ferrari Jojo Rabbit Knives Out Marriage Story Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Richard Jewell Uncut Gems and Waves Rick, which one of those would you like to talk about? No, there's only one answer. Uncut gems. Yes, I'm. I'm. I keep. I'm ready for Adam Sandler in God mode from from what the ads have been calling it. I'm. I that movie looks so crazy. Well, you know what is always fan. You know the best version of Sandler, right? Yeah, crazy, wacko. Yeah, like he, somewhat serious Sandler. He like he Punch Truck Love Sandler. Yeah, he doesn't do like the the chick flick or the Mr. Deeds. No. Those are all rough Adam Sandler serious Sandler performances. We need serious Sandler or like crazy Sandler, like Happy Gilmore. I'm on board. Fun fact: Adam Sandler was supposed to play the Bear Jew in in Glorious Bastards. It that would have been lots of fun. It didn't work out. That would have been awesome. So that was the National Board of Review. I do want to go over two more because there's two more Guild nominations, and then there is the. Uh, the sort of calendar to look look forward to. So we have the nominations for the art directors, the art directors guild, and they split their nominations into period film, fantasy film, contemporary film, and animated film. Odds are an animated film doesn't make it into the Oscars for art direction. It has happened, but it doesn't usually happen. So per, for period film, you got Ford v. Ferrari, Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. A lot of those movies are going to get in. For fantasy film, you have Ad Astra, Aladdin, Avengers Endgame, Dumbo, Maleficent, Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there. And then contemporary film, you have A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum, Knives Out, Parasite, and Us. 
So that just gives an idea of where they are trending. I wouldn't be shocked if it was like Ford v. Ferrari, Joker, 1917. I actually think 1917 is going to is going to clean up on a lot of these technical awards. Mm -hmm. But that's the Art Directors Guild. Okay, so they got about 15, uh, a little more than 15. They got like 18 movies nominated. And then we'll see when those awards are handed out. We also have the Costume Designers Guild. And they do the same thing. They split it into contemporary period sci-fi. So contemporary film, they have A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Hustlers, Knives Out, The Laundromat, Queen and Slim. Period film, they have Dolomite Is My Name, Downton Abbey, Jojo Rabbit, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Rocket Man. And then for sci-fi fantasy, they have Aladdin, Avengers Endgame, Captain Marvel, Maleficent, and Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. So with costume design, it's, again, remember, costume design, these, these guys love their period pieces. But we don't really have, this year, a ye old London type I movie. kind of Downton. Kind of, but that's just like suits and maid outfits, you know? Nobody's wearing like what the face. I'm aware. <laughs> but we go through this every year. <laughs> I don't know why we need to keep rewarding people for doing the same thing. I it's. Know. It's exactly what it was in the last movie set in that period. So they I, they, I like a little bit more creativity, but I, who am I? I'm not a costume designer. They, they, didn't like, uh, they didn't like Joker. No Joker in there. Um, they didn't like the, the red suit or anything like that. So, so again, um, it's going to be interesting. That's the costume guild. What to expect the next month, month and a half, December 11th, the day you are listening to this podcast, the day this episode comes out, we'll be getting the SAG and the Editors Guild nominations. Uh -huh. So you can be listening to this as the SAG nominations are coming out. The Cinematography Guild releases its nominations January 3rd. The Writers Guild releases its nominations January 6th. The Directors Guild and the Producers Guild release their nominations on the 7th. And then the Oscar nominations come out January 13th. David, we're losing three weeks on the Oscars. Usually they are at the end of February or at the beginning of March. This year they're, they're, they're at the beginning of February. So Darn, we don't get three more weeks of I know. people it, making predictions. It's going to be tough. Um, but <laughs> yes, it's going to be interesting. Uh, before we get into the adjustments and the predictions and, and everything like that, we we got to take a little break. What's up, good movie buddies? Before we continue, I want to remind everybody that you can get regular episodes of this podcast, The Popcorn Diet, delivered to you for free on your smart device, wherever you're listening, just by hitting that subscribe button or following us wherever you're listening from. So take a minute, just hit the button, write us a review, give us five stars, tell us how much you love The Popcorn Diet, and don't forget to share it with all of your good movie buddies. Speaking of good movie buddies, we want to remind you that we have a Patreon. Check us out by going to patreon.com slash popcorn diet and consider becoming the patron of the podcast if you have a few dollars to spend if you listen to the podcast why not show your love by throwing a couple dollars towards the podcast not only is it going to help us improve the podcast but it's going to get you access access to exclusive patron only episodes like our franchise refills like our oscar primers like our perfect popcorns and more 
Be like Brian McLaughlin, our newest patron. Hey, yo. Good old Brian McLaughlin, our newest patron, signed up. He's getting access to episodes before anybody else does, before anybody else does, aside from those patrons. So check it out, patreon.com slash the popcorn diet. Of course, we don't want you to forget that you can also follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, at The Popcorn Diet. And last but certainly not least, you can find all of our latest regular episodes, articles, reviews, Oscar predictions. We did a really fun article ranking Disney villains by how evil they were. All of those on our website, popcorndietpodcast.com. But David, let's get to our predictions. Now, again, we didn't make a lot of adjustments with this one. We we We... Honestly, I don't think we made a ton of adjustments at all. We were just so accurate in our first we ones. We freaking crushed it. Now, do you want to start us off with Best Supporting Actress? You t- I would love to. Tell us who you switched out, who you switched them out for, and well, what your final list is. All right. Well, I switched out Penelope Cruz from Pain and Glory. Not a lot of talk. Not a lot of talk. Not a lot of Bandera is getting some love, but yep. not a lot of talk around Penelope. I also see could see that being one of the movies that we start out with, oh, we're going to get a nomination in actor and actress. Right. Or supporting actress. And then by the time we get to Oscars, it's just completely off the radar and neither mm-hmm. get nominated. So that's uh, that's for another conversation. But my final <laughs> list is Annette Benning for The Report. Yep. Jennifer Lopez in Hustlers. Shuzen Zhao. Zhao, yeah, I think From right. The Farewell. Mm-hmm. Laura Dern from Marriage Story. And... Your new one. One of your favorites. Oh, boy. From the good old Clint Eastwood movie, Richard Jewell, <laughs> Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. Got nominated for a Golden Globe. You know what I always think about when I think of Kathy Bates? Um, the Waterboy. Nope. Damn. Funny enough, I think about seeing what I didn't care to see. About in, Schmidt? Uh, about oh, Schmidt. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... That makes a lot of sense, actually. <laughs> um, for me, I also removed Penelope Cruz from Pain and Glory. Just that there's not a lot of momentum right now for her. I kept Laura Dern from Marriage Story. I kept Florence Pugh for Little Women. Shout out to all of our good movie buddies on Twitter for finally said. I know we had the conversation before about Florence Pugh's last name, and I just kept forgetting it. So finally, Twitter has set me straight. It is Pugh. What so were you saying again? Like Pug huh? or Pooh or Puh. I'm stupid. Okay. How I mean, did I not shame you for that? You did. Oh, okay, That's good. the thing. It okay, just good. didn't stick. <laughs> so I have. I actually have Florence Pugh still getting a nomination for Little Women. I have Jennifer Lopez for Hustlers. I have Margot Robbie. The problem is I don't know what movie for because she got nominated for the Golden Globe for Bombshell. But I, I wonder if her Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Spo- momentum is... Spoiler alert. Rick will lack cojones in this episode and be split slash indecisive on multiple categories. You know, part of me wants to just say, fine, bombshell. The other one says, the other part of me says, I don't know what I want to say. But you know what, David? I'm not going to let you bully me. I'm not going to let you push me around. I'm putting Margot Robbie in there. I'm just not sure about which movie. Are are you going to demand? I demand. You can demand. I demand. I'm going to say Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Interesting. I'm going to stick with Tarantino on this one. Again, I've been hearing Bombshell is very surface level. I've been hearing mixed reviews about Bombshell. I don't think it's going to be the Bombshell that many people thought it would be in the middle of awards season. 
but we'll see. But that's what I'm going with, Margot Robbie, for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And then because I moved out Penelope Cruz, I am moving back in Annette Benning for The Report. Um, best Supporting Actor. I think this is the one that had the most changes out of any one of our changes here. I moved out, unfortunately and sadly, I moved out Taika Waititi from Jojo Rabbit. And I moved out Willem Dafoe from The Lighthouse. We had talked about The Lighthouse earlier and about how it was Oscar bait. But, but I had countered that it's not really Oscar bait. It might be too weird and even too pretentious for the Academy. And I feel like that's what's happening. I don't feel like there's a lot of lighthouse momentum, so I'm taking Defoe out. And that leaves me with a, again, murderer's row that reflects the Golden Globe nominees. Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Al Pacino for The Irishman, Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Joe Pesci for The Irishman, and Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes. I do feel like one, four out of those five guys are getting in. Could we see Defoe pop in? Maybe. Could we get Sterling K. Brown in waves? Maybe. But those are my five. What about you? Well, I only had one change to make, unlike you, and it was removing Christian Bale because it appears they're going to push him in the lead category, at it least does. by the Golden Globes. It does. So I ended up with Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time, Tom Hanks in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I I am keeping Willem Dafoe for The Lighthouse. Okay. Anthony Hopkins, The Two Popes, and I am going with Joe Pesci from The Irishman, Mostly because I think it's the better performance personally. Okay. And while I could see them both getting it, if there's going to be a split the vote that allows someone like Willem Dafoe to get in or Sterling Brown, mm -hmm. that's the performance I feel like that could drop off. Pesci feels like he is the one acting the best in that movie. I mean, and you have the whole story of him basically coming out of retirement right. for it. Like, and he's don't, acting don't against tell me. Type. Don't tell me the Oscars and all the actors and that don't love a story like that. Don't love Pesci coming. I just think, I mean, you look at De Niro in that movie, and he's De Niro. He's great. He's so good in that movie, but he's De Niro. You look at Pacino in that movie, and he's big Pacino. He's great as Hoffman. But he's, he's the whole fight with Tony Pro, all of the everything. God, I love that. I really love the Irishman. But Pesci is doing the most interesting work because he is this quiet, soft-spoken guy. Russell Buffalino in the movie is the, he's the he controls everything, but he controls the respect. He controls the message. He controls he's he's the guy who says who you can and cannot hit. He's the yep. guy, right? And it's such against type from everything that we've ever been used to in Pesci before. Yeah, he's usually the crazy... He's usually the hothead. Yeah. And so the fact that he's playing against type and he plays it so well is incredible. And it really is... Uh, it's also kind of a, a perfect for that type of movie yep. where, you know, it's about winding down. It's about showing your age. So, all right. That was supporting actor. Now we're going to move to actress. What do you got? Well, I didn't get anything wrong in this one, so oh. I, I just kept my same list. That's what we're going Which, recapping for everybody, was Renee Zellweger for Judy. For Judy, which that film's only nomination. Little nugget there. She can become the first actress to ever win three SAG awards if she wins for really? Judy in that. 
Interesting. She also got it for Cold Mountain and Bridget Jones. Did no. She, what else was she in? I'll I'll, uh, I'll notify you in a second. Cold the answer. Mount, Cold Mountain. I know that was. Anyways, my other ones are Scarlet Scarjo for Marriage Story. Of course. Saoirse Ronan for Little Women. Aquafina for The Farewell. And I'm sticking with Lupita in Us. I would love to see Lupita. I, I said this before. I'll say it again. I would love to see Lupita. It was Chicago, by the way. Chicago. There I you should, go. Chicago. Everybody forgets about the best picture winning Chicago. God, the Oscars. Um, so, again, I said it in the last podcast. I'll say it again. I would love to see Lupita get nominated. I'm not entirely sure that it's going to happen. Us appears to have gone completely unnoticed by the Golden Globes and a lot of the other guilds and conversations. Just I get it. It hasn't come back around. So Whatever. Uh, it is what it is. For my best actress category, very similar to yours, I did switch out Alfre Woodard in Clemency for Cynthia Erivo in Harriet. Now, I reserve the right to switch these back. Right now, Cynthia Erivo has more momentum behind her performance than Alfre Woodard does. However, I just like this is like a it's like a draft fantasy football draft pick. Like, you know, once she gets the opportunity, once that movie comes out, people are going to be talking about it. She's well respected in the industry. She's been at this a long time. She's she's beloved and she's putting together this fantastic lead performance. To me, it has Glenn Close, the wife written all over it. That's Alfre Woodard in Clemency. But as of right now, as we stand, I'm swapping her out. So that Did you just give like a 30 second monologue on somebody who's not someone that list. you're not <laughs> putting on your list? Yeah, I did, you know, because I stand I'm still I still stand by having her on you the list. You just won six entries. I get it. I do want six entries. Why not? It's happened before. I've seen they put six entries in the in the Golden Globe acting categories before. Not this time. So, okay, my list for Best Actress. Cynthia Erivo for Harriet. Renee Zellweger for Judy. Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. I really think it's between those two. Uh, Sir Ronan for Little Women. And Aquafina for The Farewell. So that's what, we're, that's what we're looking at there for Best Actress. And then we have Best Actor, which, again, the, the actor categories this year are just insane with talent like insane top to bottom with talent and so for me I only switched out one and funny enough I I this is another one that I switched out based on just pure feeling despite the fact that Jonathan Price got nominated for a Golden Globe for the two popes I swapped him out and I swapped in Robert De Niro for The Irishman. I really love what he does in that movie. But that gives me a best actor field of Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver for A Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory, and Robert De Niro for The Irishman. And honestly, man, I think Driver's going to get it. But again, we'll talk about nominations and who's going to actually win when those nominations come out. But that's who I got. Well, once again, I didn't get any wrong from my <laughs> first predictions. So I have Leo in Once Upon a Time, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory. And again, my surprise pick, J 
just like Lupita. I am going with Eddie Murphy for Dolomite is my name. I'm I'm surprised you uh you haven't uh I mean Eddie listen Eddie's a good pick, right? I don't think it's out of the blue he got a Golden Globe nomination. Absolutely, all. but you did, love- did Robert De Niro get a Golden Globe? He did not get a Golden Globe. Oh, nomination. interesting. No, right. He did not. But so much for that momentum. I'm, I'm surprised at you because last year. You were all about oh Sandler's gonna get nominated for the Meyer. I need to see what I need to see the noise. It's coming out this weekend, right, or is it next weekend? I think I think it's next weekend because nothing comes out this weekend, right? Jumanji comes out this weekend. Uncut Gems might come out. Or no, it was last weekend that nothing came out. If Uncut Gems comes out, we're gonna have to. uh, Regardless, I will reserve the right to get on the. the Sandler the train. The Sandler train. And I would probably consider knocking out Banderas over, over uh, Eddie. So Wow. I'm telling you, I'm just I'm just giving you a, a random feel on uh really? on Pain and Glory being that movie that just drops off the surface after it's, initially looking it's like it's very possible, but it is again, it is respect pain and glory is respected actors. And it's a story about growing old and life. And I think Antonio Banderas plays an actor in the movie. Shows me how. Don't you know the podcast listeners can't see what you're doing. I can see what you're doing. Miming this falling asleep thing. I'm not saying. I'm saying that's what the Academy loves. They love that kind of shit. Right up there with your favorite movie and more. They love that kind of shit. It's literally basically slightly more famous older people dying. Apparently. Um, All right. It's not my fault. Directors, I went. National Board of Review, by the way, gave uh, Adam Sandler best actor. I like it. So for what that's worth, put it on the board. Put it on the board. All right, my best directors. I made one change. Yes, I didn't get quite a hundred percent on that one. <laughs> uh, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time. Scorsese for Irishman. I have Greta Gerwig for Little Women. Sam Mendes for Nineteen Seventeen. And I substituted in Bong Joon-ho for Parasite and unfortunately knocked off my favorite, one of my favorite New Zealanders. Taika. Taika Waititi. Taika will always have a special place in our hearts. but He will. I just, again, it's just a matter of momentum. Who's talking about it? It's, this whole thing is nonsense, honestly. Just like in The Mandalorian, he's gone too soon. He's gone too soon. Gone too oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert for The Mandalorian. Oh, wait. Ooh, ooh, have you caught up with The Mandalorian? Who's gone too soon? I'm not sure. Um, for me, best director, to me, David, right now, four names are locked in. All right? Scorsese, Irishman, locked in. Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, locked in. Bong Joon-ho, Parasite, locked in. I'll say it. Oh, there you go. I think he's a lock. Lock. And I think the reviews and the reaction for 1917 that came out last week, Mendez is a lock from apparently what... And we talked about what he was doing with the film last time we did our predictions, and apparently all of it came to fruition. All right. Like, it's an incredible film, and I cannot wait to see it. For that fifth slot, though... Who could it be? I took out Pedro Amodovar for Pain and Glory again. Dying slowly. Not a lot of people talking about it. And I have one of two feelings on this, David. Shocker. I think, according to the Golden Globes, and I think a lot of people, I think critics, I think box office, I think Hollywood in general, thinks Todd Phillips is worthy of a nomination for what he did with Joker. I think Todd Phillips' nomination in the Golden Globes 
pissed a lot of people off. Here comes the butt. Well, it's not really a butt. It's just or. It's or. It's okay. an or. Okay. Or it's Greta Gerwig for Little Women. You know, if 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 Todd Phillips gets nominated, and you have, and, and I hate that you have to talk about it like this, but you have to talk about it like this. If Todd Phillips gets nominated, you have Scorsese, Tarantino, Mendez, and Todd Phillips. That's four white dudes, and then you have Bong Joon Ho. Yeah. All right, I just don't think people are going to be very happy with that. And so Todd Phillips has to, is, is clearly the odd man out of those five. And I think Greta Gerwig, again, Little Women, sight unseen. A lot of reviews have come out, and basically they have had the tone of, it's really great. I really liked it, which is like almost sounds like you're trying to convince yourself it's better than it actually is. That being said, I'm sure it's a great film. It's got a great cast, and I'm sure Greta Gerwig knocked it out of the park. She's one of our best living filmmakers right now. She's young. She's up and coming. She's got a lot ahead of her. Is it going to be enough to get her into the five? I'm not sure. But Greta Gerwig for Little Woman certainly could be in that five as well. Are you going to make me make a call? Are you going to force my hand? I mean, you, you, did, you you've did told before. me that you you don't give in to bullying, but yes. I don't negotiate with show, terrorists. Show some guts. Make a call. Uh, I'm going to say Todd Phillips, Joker, and I think people are going to be pissed and it's going to be insufferable. What would be the Oscars without pissing off someone? Somebody's got to be mad, I guess. So those are my best directors. What about you? Oh, you listened to yours already, already, right? Sorry. See, I gave you the answers. Already. I went off. I went off on my. You gave me the correct answers, right? I, did. I went off on my own tangent. All right, let's wrap it up. Best picture, and again, I feel like this field is pretty locked in. I, I, I don't think it's going to be ten nominees, so there's going to be some weaklings here. But I think The Irishman is a lock. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a lock. Marriage Story is a lock. 1917 is a lock. And then things start getting like progressively less and less locks. I think Parasite is a lock now. Um, and then you get Ford v. Ferrari, The Farewell, Little Women, Jojo Rabbit, and then the 10th slot. In my dream world, I would pick Knives Out because Knives Out is great. It's phenomenal. But I'm going to say that that 10th slot right now goes to Joker. So that's what did you what did you knock out? I I, I knocked. Thank you for reminding me. I knocked out. I don't know why I was not confident in Parasite, but I knocked out a beautiful day in the neighborhood, which mm. seems like it's going to really only get love for the Tom Hanks performance. And I put Parasite back in. So let me get this straight. Yes. Go you ahead. said you don't think there's going to be 10 nominated. Right. And you gave me 11. I told you it's going to be Joker. I said I would like for it to be Knives Out, but I said definitively that the 10th spot goes to Joker. You gave 11. I said 11. When you said there's only going to be nine. I said 11 words. Anyways, said 11 moving movies. on. I have The Irishman, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Marriage Story, 1917, Ford v. Ferrari, Little Women, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Parasite, and The Two Popes. So I think the only thing we differ on is you have the farewell and I have the two popes the two popes and you swapped out you swapped in the two popes I did I swapped it in R.I.P. Toy Story 4 I wanted to put Toy Story 4 or Avengers Endgame in there make me feel good about myself but it was time listen you never know I mean you never really know but I have Jojo Rabbit in there which I'm happy about but yeah I mean you you, you, you Jojo Rabbit feels like it's one of the weaklings there. 
Get off my lawn. I like Jojo Rabbit. I'm just saying, like, we're going to get, like, a bullshit eight nominees again because of the stupid way. Did we only have eight last year? I thought we I had nine. I think so. Yeah, I think that's we only unfortunate. Had eight. I'm not going to pull up the stats. Nope. But anyway, so that is going to do it for our Oscar nominations. Again, we're going to come back just before. We're going to do, I think, before the Oscar nominations actually come out, we're going to do one more final predictions episode and then we'll do a, a nominations reaction episode so we'll have all types of oscar content available for you but before we wrap up don't forget if you listen to the popcorn diet for the first time if a good movie buddy shared it with us do us a favor you can get remember don't forget popcorn diet can be it can be delivered to you every week for free just by hitting the subscribe button so take a second hit that button write us a review give us a rating don't forget to check us out at patreon.com slash the popcorn diet. Consider becoming a patron of the podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram at the popcorn diet. And don't forget last, but of course, not least, you can find all of our ra- latest regular episodes, articles, reviews, and more on our website, popcorndietpodcast.com. But for the Canadian machine, Mr. David Melhorn, I am your very best good movie buddy, Rick Williamson, and we'll see you next time with another good movie on the Popcorn Diet. Adios.